near sideline. Trinneman is there. Makes the catch at the 30, 20, 10, and just like that! Touchdown Cougars on the first play of the game! Takes it down the right side of the lane, right to the rim, scoop, and a score! It rolls around and drops down. Takes this free kick and curls it inside the left post. What a goal! He's been with you for the moments that make your BYU sports memories. He's the voice of the Cougars. And this is Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Here now is your host, Greg Rubel. Good Wednesday evening, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the BYU Broadcasting Building on the Brigham Young University campus in snowy Provo, Utah for another edition of Behind the Mic, our once-weekly hour of Cougar Conversations, a chance for you to get to know BYU sports personalities at greater length. In a long-form interview setting, we hope uh, gives you an even better appreciation for some of the folks who will make it so enjoyable to be a BYU fan. Over the first six months of this new radio venture, you've heard from current and former BYU players, coaches, and administrators, and from my BYU TV and BYU Radio sports broadcasting colleagues. And tonight... It's a one-of-a-kind program featuring three people who have had a hand in dealing at one time or another with all of those varied personalities I just mentioned. And if you are listening to us live tonight, you are tuned in on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, org, or the BYU Radio app. If you are joining us on demand at a later date, it's on our Behind the Mic with Greg Grubel podcast feed or on our show page at org, and it's there where you can find all of our Behind the Mic episodes archived for later listening and on the byuradio.org site you'll also find dedicated pages for all the great byu radio programs including our weekly dave rose coaches show and the daily episodes of byu sports nation this week on a very special behind the mic we go behind the scenes of the byu athletic communications machine i'm joined in studio by byu's associate athletic director for communications Duff Tittle, BYU's Director of Media Relations for Football and Associate Director of the Athletic Communications Department, Brett Pine, and BYU's Director of Basketball Media Relations, Kyle Chilton. Now, while these are three of the most visible members of the Athletic Communications staff, they're not the only members of their team, which is comprised of many veteran staffers and an ever-changing cast of student assistants. It's a large group of very busy media relations experts who are represented today by this talented triumvirate in studio. And our Behind the Mic special edition is sponsored by BYU Alumni. Connected for good. Find your chapter and get connected at alumni.byu.edu slash chapters. Now to kick off our hour, a brief introduction of our three guests before we get to know more about them in their own words. As the Associate Athletic Director for Communications, Duff Tittle is in charge of all media relations, BYU's athletics website, game programs, media guides, graphics, and video services, and is the liaison between the athletic department and BYU's various broadcast partners. His job title also encompasses many duties not mentioned that somehow just end up on his plate. He is a BYU fan, a BYU graduate, and the consummate BYU trivia buff. He's a baseball guy, a writer, and a rocker. He's Duff Tittle. And Duff, it is a pleasure to welcome you behind the mic. Thank you, Greg. It's a pleasure to be here. I've never sounded so good. (laughs) Brett Pine is the Athletic Communications Department's Associate Director and Director of Football Media Relations, formerly the head of the Hardwoods Division. Uh, Brett made the move from BYU basketball to BYU football after a decade with the Hoopsters and is now coming up on 10 years of service to the Gridiron Gang. Like Duff, Brett is an Orem native, a classic rock fanatic, 
a baseball fan and a lover of the game of golf, Brett Pine. Welcome in Behind the Mic. Thanks, Greg. And the third member of our PR power trio is Men's Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton, a person who at this time of year I see almost as frequently as members of my own family. Kyle is a native of the Buckeye State, but has seen a lot of this country over the years. A BYU graduate, after serving in the Athletic Communications Department uh, as a student, he returned to Provo and to the department a decade ago. Wow, it's a decade. After serving at Southern Virginia University, he got here in time to preside over and assist with Jimmer Mania and BYU's basketball transition from Mountain West to West Coast Conference. Kyle Chilton, hello again, my friend, and welcome in Behind the Mic. It's good to be here. All right, let's find out how each of you got to where you are today and we just finished with kyle so we'll start with kyle uh give us your background uh i mentioned that you've seen a little bit of this country uh tell us about your life and where you were really born and raised and how you got to byu so i was born in chula vista california but lived there for a few months my dad was in the air force he had just uh, enlisted as an officer and so then we moved around to see alabama ohio illinois colorado maryland back to ohio (laughs) and then i came out here for school so i've been around Road warrior. Yeah. I mentioned the Buckeye State. You did have a couple of stints there. So is yeah. it kind of like the place where you most were located? Or were you really so many places that you don't have one state that you call home? I really don't have one state I call home. And since, since I graduated high school and left home, my parents have lived in Washington State and Idaho now. So when I go home, it's to <laughs> Idaho, and I never really lived there. Utah is really home now. I've lived in Utah a lot longer than I lived anywhere else. But I guess Ohio or Maryland is what I would call home if I had to. And came to BYU as an undergrad? Yep. Yeah, I came here in 99 and did, did my freshman year, went on a mission, came back and got married, did the whole BYU thing, and it's worked out great. Brett Pine, I said uh, Orem native. That is true. Were you, were you born in the city of Orem? I was, well, technically I was born in Provo, as probably most people in Orem would be. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I grew up in this area. I'm an Orem Tiger. I'm proud, proud Tiger. We actually won the football championship this past year, so... Tiger Pride. That, yeah. that doesn't happen all that often, so we, we were pretty excited about that. So uh, Utah County, uh, your entire life, uh, was BYU always going to be where you were going to go? You know, actually, I, I, I did go before I went on a, a mission for the, for the church. I went to what now is called UVU, but at the time, you know, this, this dates me a bit, but it was called UTC, Utah Technical College. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, I think BYU is something that always was kind of in my plans, and when I got home from my mission, I came to BYU and, and uh, love the university. Okay, Duff, how about you? Wow, a uh, very similar background as to Brett. Um, I'm an Orem Tiger as well, grew up in Orem, born in the same Provo Hospital. Uh, we knew each other a little bit growing up. Um, we attended high school together, actually. So um, served a mission to Australia. So we've kind of got a bit of the world covered here today <laughs> with you being in Brazil. So, um, yeah, came back. I was destined to be a Tiger, although I did also, like Brett, do a year at the technical college um, back when it had 5,500 students. <laughs> and it's hard to believe. That's um, closer to 55,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my parents met here, and so I was raised a huge Cougar fan. Some of my earliest memories were going with my dad to the football games, the basketball games. Um, I remember kind of when the Merritt Center opened and, you know, those early teams. Um, back in those days, there wasn't pro teams in Utah like we understand it today with the Jazz and some of the some of the other teams. But So, you know, my teams were the Cougars, and – those days of Nelson and Wilson and 
McMahon and Young and uh, th- those were my heroes growing up. So, so while for uh, for Duff and for Brett, you could be a local BYU fan. Kyle, that really wasn't your deal. Um, who were you a fan of growing up, or were you aware enough of BYU to still follow the Cougars and care before you got here? I was aware a little bit, but I still kind of grew up in the time of slow internet, pre-internet. So, and <laughs> living out east, the scores were never in the paper because you know the West scores were. Games would end too late, so they didn't make the paper. So I knew, obviously, about BYU. I had an older brother that came here, so I paid attention um, as much as I could. But I was more a fan of just pro sports in general. Since I lived so many places, I didn't really have a team. But, um, yeah, so I was aware of BYU, but I wasn't like a – a big fan like these guys are. Brett, were, were, you, were, you, were you as much a fan of BYU as Duff was? Oh, yeah. In fact, I was just thinking my uh, the first year the Merritt Center opened, my dad and I had season tickets on the very top row of the Merritt Center, but it was sold out, like, the entire season. This is 1971-72, right? Yeah. 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 They were yeah, right under I was, the clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, could still, I, I could still go in there and identify where I was, <laughs> um, and, which, I you know, for many years, there's been some years, as you know, Greg, from from all the t- nights working basketball where I might have been the last one walking out of that building. And, uh, you know, you look up there. And at the time, I don't know that I would have ever thought that I'd, you know, have the opportunity to work and do the things I'm doing as a fan, as a little kid. I used to I used to chart every, you know, every score. They'd have the, the score sheet in the in the program, and I'd, I'd circle every bucket and every free throw that everyone made. And then football-wise, they, you know, before they expanded the stadium, they had what was on the north the north end zone what was called the knot hole and you could get in for like a buck you know kids we'd all go there and uh watch the games in that in the temporary bleachers in the end zone but then half the time we'd we'd go back behind the bleachers on the old hill there was where they used to have the y where you'd like the y back back on the hill behind those bleachers and we would we would throw a nerf football around and play football on the grass back there as much as we were watching the game sometimes as little kids but yeah i grew up coming to BYU games Loved it. Uh, if I if I couldn't come to the game, I was out on some scout camp or doing something. You know, we'd be telling the leader as soon as we got within, you know, back in the car to come back down from some canyon somewhere. You know, turn the radio on. We'd be listening to Paul James, see how the game was going. So, <laughs> yeah, I grew up a fan for sure. Now, when did you two first meet? Br- Brett and Duff, I'm talking about. Well, I'm not sure we should reveal this. <laughs> Long time ago. We go way back. Um, kind of was in the same neighborhood growing up. And um, so when he talks about those experiences in the knothole game. You were like usually with him? <laughs> yeah, or we were being dropped off by our parents because it was cheap babysitting. You know, they could get about four or five hours of babysitting of us um, while we were going to a football game for a dollar. So, yeah, um, we we were the very same that way as far, as far as our love for sports and our love for statistics and data and collecting baseball cards and comparing things and he was a Celtics fan, and I I love Dr. J, so I was a <laughs> Philly fan, and so there were some times when that would be an interesting thing. But we were both Cincinnati Red fans, so um, we were hardcore that way as far as the big red machine. I'm, I'm still loyal. He's he, he's his his stint his stint in Atlanta kind of swayed him to the Braves a little bit. But uh, although we when we went to Cincinnati this last year, year before last, yeah. And uh, the Reds uh, were kind enough to take us through about a three and a half hour tour of everything, and uh, pretty incredible. I think I think that swayed him back a little bit. Nice, did for guys, sure, did absolutely. Guys, did you guys play baseball uh, together? We did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most of the time growing up, we weren't on the same little league teams, but obviously once we got to high school, 
he was a pitcher and I was a catcher, and so we spent a lot of times breaking the windows in my parents' backyard, <laughs> mostly because I couldn't catch as well as he could throw. Back to Kyle. Or, or I wasn't accurate anyway. There you go. Um, what made you want to do what you are doing now, Kyle? As a kid, I was always kind of like these guys, tracking statistics. I, I would get, we'd get the paper when I was a kid, and I would go immediately to the box scores and see <laughs> who had done what and, you know, how many points did Michael Jordan score? How many shots did Allen Iverson take? You know, and all that kind of stuff <laughs> would, was, was really interesting to me. Um, so I always had a love for that. And then when I was in college, I, didn't, I don't think I even knew this job existed. And I actually went and met with uh, – I sent Val Hale an email, and he told me, hey, you should go meet with a couple different people in the athletic department because I wanted to work in sports. I just didn't know what jobs you know existed. So um, I found out that the office that we're all in now had internships, and I was a like, Spanish teaching major or something at the time. But I applied and switched my major to communications, and it all worked out. But uh, it was kind of the, the perfect job for me. I just Had I known it existed earlier, I probably would have you know made my path uh, towards that a much earlier uh, than I did. So one of the better decisions I made because I I hired Kyle when he was a student and uh, and then know. when he was done. Um, fortunately for us, you know, it was a difficult time to enter the profession, and we didn't have a graduate program uh, as far as graduate workers, and so we created the uh, a media relations graduate assistant position, basically for Kyle, hmm. and so he did that um, during a great time to be in that position because he was covering men's volleyball. It was right after they had won a national championship. They haven't won one since, so I don't know if it's my <laughs> this fault. Is early, or, this is early 2000s yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. 2005 or yeah. something like that. So, yeah. yeah. Brett, uh, Brett uh, what made you want to do what you're doing now? Uh, you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of students go through this. You know, I remember working on my gen- gen- general education classes, and um, I, went, I served a mission in Rome, Italy, and so I was also taking some Italian classes. In the end, I ended up double majoring Italian and communications, but um, I, I remember being told, it might have even been Duff, I can't remember now, uh, but someone that said, you know, I just discovered this thing down in the athletic department, and, you know, it's called sports information. It's totally you. You know, you should check it out. <laughs> you know, and I went down and I did an internship. I applied and found out about it. And uh, Ralph Zobel, who, um, you know, many people probably have, have know or have heard his name because uh, he's kind of an icon in the in the industry. And he he uh, accepted me. And at the time, basically, the way, way it worked is you got a, a semester credit for working in the office. There was no pay, you know, nothing involved that way. And then I was kind of one of those first crazy people that when I was done, I said, well, can I keep doing this? He's like, well, I can't, I can't pay you. I can't give you any more credit. And I'm like, that's okay. You know? And, uh, I stayed for about a year and, um, helped develop some things and do some things and just really found a passion for it. And then I did another internship while I was in college in Atlanta, Georgia with an organization called the American Junior Golf Association. And uh, Duff and I actually reconnected there. He was there as well. So, um, you know, I just really found a love for it and um, decided to kind of go for it. I, you know, there was there was times where you're kind of thinking, do you, you know, as you're trying to develop what's your major, what you're going to be, then you, when you finally find it, um, you know, it's something you just have to decide to go for it. And sometimes, you know, there are a lot of people like in, in, in the profession that are doing a lot of other things in other industries and, uh, you know, are you worried? Are you going to pigeonhole yourself because you're just going into sports? And are there going to be jobs? And how's that going to work? But you know, just kind of go for it, and uh, it worked out. Duff, 
uh, what was the spark uh, for you? Um, you know, growing up, I thought I was going to be an architect. And um, when I was 17, Val Hill, the former athletic director at BYU, uh, moved into our neighborhood and was called to work with our uh, ward basketball team, our youth team. And um, I saw what he was doing, um, had an opportunity, I think one time to job shadow him. And the thing that kept coming to mind is, they pay you to do this job? Are you serious? <laughs> I would do this job for free. And I was when Kyle was talking about the box score thing, that was me too. I mean, I would just – I would get that box score. I, I would imagine you're the same yeah, way, yeah. Greg, and just pile over it. And I think there's kind of a common thread there. That there's just kind of a love there. Um, after my mission, I came to BYU and started into the architecture program, and I just was not happy. I just wasn't finding it. So I remembered the whole Val Hill th- – conversation and I went down there and I was fortunate enough to get the same internship that Brett was talking about um, for a semester and it was just like the lights came on for me I just loved it I couldn't believe how much fun it was I couldn't believe how you need to go to work and time would just pass and um, so I just knew that I needed to do something in sports and and after that internship I internship with a couple of other areas in athletics I did a marketing internship I came back and helped create the very first digital media guide, which was the women's basketball guide, um, in the late eighties. And, um, I was hooked. I was like, okay, now how do I, how do I stay in the business? And, um, did an internship. Um, my last internship at BYU was a national internship with the American junior golf association that Brett referred to. Um, I spent a summer traveling all over the country doing media relations for them. Um, it was, it was just great. And I'd played golf in high school and worked at Cascade Golf Course in Orem. And so golf was really in my blood and, and it was a perfect setup. And then when I finished that internship, they asked me to stay as a full-time employee. And, um, eventually I joined the organization and it got my, my career started in sports. So, but eventually you all ended up back here having done professionally things, other places. Um, but you all had the preparation here that I, I, I guess, made you want to come back at some point, right? Did you all hope that you'd be back here eventually? Or was that something to think about at the time? I think for me, I think I hoped eventually I would. I went from from BYU, I went to Southern Virginia mm-hmm. um, and was the first sports information director there. Uh, so I got to start everything. And that was a lot of fun learning. Um, you're kind of thrown into it. You had to figure things out and got a chance to try things that I wouldn't have get to, gotten to try other places. And and I think there was always in the back of my mind, you know, my wife's from Utah and I lived in Utah here as long as I had anywhere else. So I figured, yeah, it'd be fun to go back, but I didn't think it would happen the way it did. Uh, but it happened that after about two or three years, I'd been out there, someone left and just, just worked out the way it did. But yeah, I think at the back of my mind, it was always, you know, a hope anyway, at least. Brett, you and Duff were both in the golf world before you came, right before you came here. Isn't that right? Yes. Uh-huh. You went yeah. right from AJGA to here, didn't you? No. No, uh, no we both oh. had another stop well, in you, between. You, you went to BYU, Hawaii. Hawaii. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, then you came. So um, in Atlanta, having a great experience, honestly felt like I was fast-tracking to the PGA Tour. That was the next step for me. Mm. Um, had the opportunity to work with them on a couple of tournaments and some other projects. I just wasn't sure that was the lifestyle for my family. Um, a lot of road, on, you know, gone all the time. It's just a difficult lifestyle when you're traveling like that. We had a friend that had gone to work for the PGA Tour and spent 34 weeks on the road his first year there. And I was like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. It was hard enough to, you know, leave your, your wife and your little girls who were grabbing you around the legs saying, Daddy, don't go. And I was only going out for two or three weeks at a time. And so I just realized it might be better to move back to college athletics. 
ultimately I'd always wanted to be at BYU. Um, and so when the position came available at the, at, for the director of communications at BYU Hawaii, which encompassed sports, I just thought it just felt right. I went over there and I thought, well, I'll take the trip. I'll do the interview. At least I get a two-day trip in Hawaii. And um, I fell in love with the place. And um, I was hooked. I, I called my wife that first morning and said, I have a feeling we need to be here. And it was a great thing for us to go there and have that experience. And like Kyle said, you just get to jump in and do everything. You're kind of a one-man band. And you get to experience things that you wouldn't in other places. And ultimately the goal was to come back to Provo. And it was there from, from there to here for you then from BYU-Hawaii. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then, Brett, after Atlanta, you were – Back locally, but not in sports here. Is that right or not? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So Duff and I overlapped in Atlanta for about eight months, eight, nine months. And then uh, when I walked out the door to head to Hawaii, I handed him the keys to the car and said, <laughs> good luck, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and four and a half years later, I hopefully didn't crash the car. But um, I actually did come back. You know, uh, my wife's from Montana. I'm from Utah, as we've talked about. And, you know, after a while, my wife's like, hey. You know, it'd be nice if we didn't have to get on an airplane to see a family member. And so, you know, I started looking around for opportunities, and I ended up uh, coming to work for NewSkin here in Provo. Uh, at the time, it was called NewSkin Asia Pacific, the part of the company I worked for. Then it's now called NewSkin uh, Enterprises, uh, last I checked anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, a lot of good people over there, and I worked there uh, in corporate communications, and uh, I was only there about a year. And then a job opening came open at BYU and Athletics, and I applied and and. Then I came over to BYU. Now it's tw- 20 years for you, isn't it? It is coming up on 20 years. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And just to kind of wrap the rest of that story up, I was by that time I had come back to BYU and was working as a publications and graphics director in athletics, um, hired by Val Hell. Mm-hmm. And Val was also the one that did the hiring with when Brett was um, applying for the job. So I have a rejection letter from Val Hale. I can show you guys something. <laughs> Uh, is it framed in your office? <laughs> it's it's around. Um, so uh, to end this segment, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit already, but I'll just hit uh, from each of you. Who were uh, some of your mentors relative to the position you're in now, so to speak? And and Kyle, maybe yours are in the room with us right now, but uh, who are some of your mentors? Uh, definitely Duff and uh, Brett here. I mean, they were – Brett was – Brett and Norma, who's, who works in our office, they were the ones that interviewed me first and – even though my writing sample, I think, was a geography paper because I didn't have any sports <laughs> writing experience, uh, I was lucky enough to get hired. And uh, yeah, I just just I learned a lot from those guys. Jeff Reynolds, who who I actually eventually replaced, uh, I learned a lot from him as well. He was over football. I helped him out, and I learned a lot from him. And then probably, uh, actually, one of my the first coach I worked for, I'd say Tom Peterson was a good mentor. I learned a lot from him on how to you know work with coaches and athletes. He, he taught me a lot and. Uh, and then probably my boss at Southern Virginia, Tom Longnecker, who was the AD, took a chance on me and brought me in and kind of just said, hey, I don't know, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I just know we're supposed to have this position, so come <laughs> and do it. And he gave me a lot of freedom to, to learn and grow and make mistakes and, and all that. So, yeah. Okay. Brett? You know, for me, uh, there's there's quite a few, actually. I mean, Ralph Bell in our office, uh, you know, gave me that first opportunity and, and an opportunity to kind of see what, what this business is like and and he's always uh, been someone that's been there and a mentor, I think, to a lot of us. So then Val Hale, as Duff spoke of, um, definitely uh, was uh, someone that uh, 
that was helpful in, in my career and everything. Um, there's also some people like Larry McFarland, uh, Lori Wilson, who were professors in communications at BYU that were instrumental in not only my education and getting my degree in, in communications, um, but afterwards as, uh, throughout my career and uh, mentoring opportunities, whether it's uh, just advice or different things you're doing throughout. Um, and I actually, Larry and I worked together at Newskin for a while too. So those are some of the people. Okay. Duff? Yeah, mine would be very similar to Brett because we came through the program within a year of each other. Um, my, as far as the communications department at BYU, Lori Wilson was a huge mentor for me. Um, I wasn't supposed to be, she wasn't supposed to be my faculty rep, but she ended up being it and, um, provided great guidance throughout my career and, and still does really. I ran into her at a basketball game the other night and it was great to see her. Ray Beckham is another one in the communications department who is a legend here and actually probably was the first if we really went back and looked at it, he was the first one to provide media relations for the athletic programs here at BYU, but not as a full-time basis. And then eventually they made it full-time. Um, and Ralph Zobel obviously gave me my first opportunity along with Val. Um, we had another sports information director, Ellen Larson, who was a stickler for editing and proofing. And, I, and that's not my strong point, certainly, as these guys know. Um, but she kind of hammered it in that it's really really important um and so yeah those would kind of be mine as well Um, i remember going to the american junior golf association as an intern to do this national internship and the system that they were doing communication wise especially with the use of computers and things was so archaic and i called ralph and said hey can you send me that software that we're being using to transfer for you know stories and things directly into computer systems this is before the internet mm-hmm. and um it was it was i realized right away as i looked around the others that i was working with as in other interns from other colleges all over the country how good my training was and um i've, I've always been appreciative for that because what it did is it allowed me to to introduce some of those things just as an intern that then became part of the program there at the American Junior Golf Association and and it, it helped me land my first job and so there you can see there's common threads through us but I think if we were to talk about what's the most important thing I think we'd all say get experience go try things out and see if you like them we've had a lot of interns we've had hundreds of interns come through our program over the years and some of them realize while they're with us this isn't what I want to do forever and then others of them they kind of hit on it and go wow i find i found my place similar to what we did mm-hmm. i remember when kyle was graduating he talked about being the first at southern virginia and it was interesting because one of the original donors at southern virginia was also an athletic department donor and i knew that family really well and so we started having these dialogues about they really need some help out there what can we do and next thing you know this position was created through um this donor and kyle was off and running you know, we, we take a lot of pride and enjoyment in watching our kids leave us and go do great things around the country. We've got several out there right now that are at different schools around the country doing things and going to school and getting extra education. And it's they're kind of like our kids, really. Mm-hmm. 
because we're getting old. <laughs> Maybe not Kyle as much as Brett and I. <laughs> he is Duff Tittle. He is uh, BYU's Associate AD for Athletic Communications, and he runs the department along with uh, Brett Pine, who runs football, and uh, Kyle Chilton, who's in charge of basketball media relations. And this is Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel. We're taking our first break. We'll come back and uh, talk about uh, uh, what makes them enjoy, what helps them enjoy their jobs and uh, some of their favorite stories and memories from doing their jobs here at BYU. This is Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, BYURadio.org, and the BYU Radio app. Back in a minute. Welcome back to Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back to the program. Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel here on BYU Radio. Now, in most weeks, we'll have a first segment with one guest, a second segment with a second guest, and a third segment with a third guest. But uh, this week, it's uh, three guests for the entire hour. They are from BYU's Athletic Communications Department, Associate AD for Communications, uh, Duff Tittle, Football Media Relations Director, Brett Pine, and Basketball Media Relations Director, Kyle Chilton, uh, joining me. In this segment, I want to let our listeners know a little bit about uh, what it is you guys really do and uh, maybe the most enjoyable parts of the job you do. Uh, Duff, as the overseer, uh, I I mentioned I kind of ticked off a bunch of responsibilities at the start of the show, Um, but from a common sense standpoint, uh, what should somebody know about what your day-to-day might entail? Mine might be a little bit different than the rest of the uh, media relations side of our department, simply because I'm more of an administrator, and I spend my time in a lot of meetings and having a lot of dialogue with our other administrators. Um. But ultimately, what we're trying to do is put out the message of BYU. I mean, if it cut, you cut right down to it, what is it that we do? We want to um, push the successes of our student-athletes and the coaches, and, and we have a huge fan base. I mean, I, it's, it amazes me all the time, especially when we travel with football, to see eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 people show up. You know, about, what, 12, 13 years ago, we played at USC, and the whole end zone, we literally had over 30,000 Cougar fans at the Coliseum. And it was, it was an amazing thing to me, and I don't take that for granted. In fact, that's kind of what we try to do, is we want to make sure that our fans get the information about BYU athletics that they want, that they're starving for. And um, we try to do that all the time in, in, in all the programs that we put out there. Kyle, I mentioned basketball media relations being your primary responsibility. It's, it's not your only responsibility. Um, right. uh, h- how is the work divided up in the office, and what takes up most of your time, and, and how is it allotted? So, yeah, basketball is my main responsibility, obviously, setting up interviews and managing the website for basketball and working with the athletes and coaches and all that. But we also have seven or eight interns, a couple three-quarter time people, and so we're all in charge of supervising that crew and that crew each they all have their own sports so an intern you know a student intern will get hired and they they're in charge of you know men's cross country and track and field say my daughter last year was in your department she had that assignment exactly right or or they have have the golf teams or one of the tennis teams so it's divided up that way so that the students are getting a real you know professional experience and our job is to mentor them help them um, tell them what they need to do, but then ultimately it's up to them to get it done, and then we're helping them along the way to make sure that you know they're they're succeeding and and having a good experience. So that that takes up a, a good amount of time. So it's just it, it depends it depends on the time of year. If if I'm in basketball season, most of my time is spent with basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I really enjoy helping the students because that's that's what got me where I am was having you know guys like Duff and Brett and others 
helping me learn when I was a student. So I enjoy that part of it. And then I still enjoy when, when students leave texting with them about, Hey, what, you know, what job are you applying for? And will you be my reference? That kind of thing. It's, it's a lot of fun to continue that relationship uh, when they leave. So that, that's a big part of what I enjoy. Obviously the basketball part's a lot of fun and we can talk more about that in a mm-hmm. bit, I guess, but working with the students that we hire is, is a big part of it too. You help the students, you help the broadcasters. Um, I get a lot out of your game by game. We call them game notes. Yeah. Uh, you have a 20 to 30 page um, preview of every BYU basketball game. And, uh, and, and I love going through that. And you know how, I, how, uh, how much I'm into stats and, and we often, you know, correlate on what we're going to put in those and, yeah. and, and you, you you basically take care of everything any broadcaster would want to know about that week's game or that day's game um, you do a tremendous job with it well thank you I, I, I enjoy the game notes it's, it's been fun over the years developing you know what are the things think trying to think like a broadcaster what, what is it what does a TV you know play-by-play person need was what, what does Greg need was a, ra- a radio person need um, it's fun to, to, to try to figure out, organize it in a way that if, if someone was coming in blind, they could look at the first page and probably call a game you know, with, with kind of the bare minimum. But then also finding the, the little stats that take some research. Uh, developing a database of stats has been fun to, to be able to, to figure some of that stuff out. How many – or just in the last game notes, I figured out how many 50, 40, 90 yeah, shooters there are in right. the NCAA. And that was fun to, to figure out. And, Happens to be Elijah Bryant right now is one of them. Hopefully, one he, of two. One of two, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And the other guy's name is Fletcher <laughs> McGee, which is a great name. Um, he will be a household name. <laughs> that's right. At some point, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's 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 it's a lot of fun. Just you know, thinking of what what's a what are the unique things statistically about this team, and how can I figure that out? What do I need to do to you know sort my database, or how can I add to it so so that you have stuff that you can put out on air or the TV you know, TV crew can as well. So it's a lot of fun. One of the non-paid volunteer components of Kyle's job is sitting next to us on the broadcast table uh, for road games and uh, putting the headset on and being our quote-unquote statistician on the road. So, again, thank you for your many years of non-paid service. Well, I, I, that's one of the best parts of the job. And the other best part is knowing exactly what you're probably going to order at dinner. <laughs> um, if, you know, if there's a certain – if tortilla soup – is on the menu. It's, it's being ordered. It's going to be ordered. Yeah, exactly. So, and I know that. Yeah. And Brett Pine <laughs> had the similar uh, non-paid volunteer experience for about 10 years. Hey, there is some uh, payment I, that comes I, into this because I watch the games on the road at home, and they're always getting camera time. Yeah. I mean, the, their kids are home watching them going, hey, there's Dad. Well, yeah. Wait a minute. There's Dad again. There's ne- Dad. Ne- next, to, next, next to the bald guy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That, that is honestly one of the more enjoyable parts. I, that That's a fun experience. Sit courtside right next to the bench, watch a game track everything that's going on you know it, it fits into our psyche as far as how we work but uh, definitely a lot of fun greg's great company on the road mark uh, you know it's it's a fun experience to do that and then um you know it, and then obviously you win the game makes it all it makes it all better at the end but uh, and i will say this having done it as well occasionally yeah. as a fill-in <laughs> and not a very good one no. <laughs> That there has there is something about being analytical and and loving that side of it because the three of you are very much that way. I'm a little bit more on the creative side, coming from publications and mm-hmm. design and graphics and things. But and I'm not very good at that. I mean, I sit courtside with you and I'm behind, and Greg finally just goes, "Okay, I'll just take over that part. You just do this one thing." And then I can hear him going, "Geez, Kyle can do six things when I have him next to me." Brett, you had a, you had ten years with basketball, and now roughly now ten years with football. You kind of had a decade on on. On both sides of the two marquee sports, if you will, um, maybe just a, a bit of a perspective on on the transition and, and and how you've had to approach.
approach both sports maybe either differently or, or what are some of the same responsibilities and you too also do tremendous game notes for the football uh, football games week to week you have help uh, and everyone needs help to do what they need to do but uh, again your style is very good in helping me get done what I need to get done well thank you um, and and yeah my my role on game notes for football now is is quite limited actually with all the different things that maybe administratively I have to do with football but Kenny Cox, uh, Kristen Kerr, um, you know other other people that have come through the program previously uh, have have been the the real people that have made those things happen. And but like Kyle said, those are the kinds of things that we're doing. We're trying to help make sure the broadcasters, ESPN, BYU TV, uh, BYU Radio, um, you know everybody down to you know even fans that like to read that kind of stuff. But basically, you know the the reporters, everyone kind of has a, a different reason why they the the game notes are helpful to them but but yeah we definitely spend time doing that and then and then really the people involved like you said uh, jenny wheeler in our office that uh you know because we we host the media at home games and spend a lot of time preparing for that and making sure that they have an opportunity to do their jobs and do them well and uh so there's a lot of people that that spent a lot of time making those preparations and, and taking care of people at the games. I was just about to bring up Jenny's name because we've gotten this far into the show and not mentioned kind of like the linchpin of the yeah. office. Yeah, kind uh, of an Je- oversight on yeah. our part. Je- no, no, Jenny Wheeler's a name not everyone's going to know eventually, but uh, Jenny Wheeler kind of makes things go for you guys, doesn't she? She does, and she's she's outstanding at what she does, and she works really hard. And if there's a common denominator with everybody in our department is that we care. We care a lot about the program and the student-athletes and putting on a entertaining um, show at our games and making sure the media are taken care of, and when they come, that they have a great experience. We want people to come, not only the fans, everybody that's involved with the a game and, and leave going, wow, that was really well done. And these guys are great to work with. And, you know, and it's hard sometime in today's world. There's a lot going on. And but I, that's one thing I'm really proud of our staff is they care and they work really hard to make sure everybody has a good experience. Now, whether someone's listening to us live or after on the podcast, I know there's either going to be a parent or an aunt or an uncle or the person themselves is going to hear, this sounds like a great place to work. This sounds like a cool thing to do. You talk about the students being involved and, and, and how there's internships and assistance. And so if, if, if that person is listening right now, what would be essential skills that somebody coming into your department now would need to have or need to develop to do what it is you guys now do at the level you do it at? Well, I'll answer that. I'm the internship coordinator. Yeah. And, um, you know, what? we look for several things. Uh, we look for people that can write, for one thing. Uh, the, the, a, a big component of what we do in all the various aspects, whether it's like Kyle mentioned, that, you know, there's there might be he's overseeing someone that's working on track and field or cross country, you know, or I'm overseeing someone working on gymnastics, and and they're all putting into place the same kind of things we're doing for football or basketball, and sometimes on a little different level depending on the circumstances. But you have to be able to write and to communicate. So writing skills is important. Um, I think strategic thinking, uh, the ability to to be organized, and 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 frankly, just having a passion for for mm-hmm. what you're doing. I mean, really Kyle, point. for example, when I hired him, um, you know, he mentioned he, he turned in a geography paper. Um, <laughs> I don't remember, you know, because I asked for writing samples and I look at it, but you know, if I, I I'm looking, can this, you know, can he write, you know, and but then I. I as part of the process, if I feel like there's someone we want to interview and do all that with, 
you know, I, I put them through a little test and writing and a few things and, and discover kind of where I feel like they are. And that's where Kyle really excelled. It's okay. He doesn't have some of the background. Like a lot of the, a lot of the people that have come through, you know, maybe were, had written for the daily universe. They, they'd, they were studying broadcast, uh, community, uh, well, sometimes broadcast, but more often it was, it was journalism or public relations and, and so they had some opportunity to write about some things related to what we do, maybe at the universe, for example. And but I could see in Kyle that hey, he you know he he knows this stuff, he can write, and 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 did really well on the exams that I gave him. So, you know that was that was one of those hires you make that makes you look good, you know. So, <laughs> um, but people that have an interest in it, um, we we actually hire in coming up in. Soon we're going to be putting out our announcement, and then in March we do our interviews, and we hire people to work in our office the the entire next season during all the sports seasons, and they get an opportunity to, to like Kyle said, have a professional experience um, and be mentored by people, and uh, we think it's fun. Um, I think most people, even you know, there, there's a lot of people that come through and say, "Hey, their their goal is to be a lawyer or whatever it may be," but you know, they'll come back later and say, "Hey, that was the best job I ever had." You know. So we, we try to make it a fun experience, and we think it is. So or what, they'll also tell us that, you know, the writing experience I had was critical as I went into law school or get an MBA or whatever. It's one of the skills that really served me well. Another thing we look for is people that can edit, too, because it's important for us to have clean copy and the information that we're putting out there is accurate. So what have been, over your years, some of the most fun experiences uh, you've had in the, in, in the job you now occupy? Well, we'll go with Kyle. Probably a good choice because he got to ride the Jimmer yeah. rocket ship. <laughs> well, that one's obvious. Uh, so we'll just say the Jimmer ride was a lot of fun. The San Diego State games were amazing. The NSA tournament run. But I'm going to go with some of those. Maybe you know Craig Cusick hitting the game winner against Utah State and finding out that his dad was diagnosed with cancer just earlier that day. That was a really cool one. Um, and getting to know Craig even better through that experience a little bit. Um, seeing guys like Anson Winder, who redshirted, struggled as a freshman, sophomore year really wasn't going anywhere, put in some extra work, had the game against Buffalo where he hit six or seven threes, and seeing him stick stick with it, even though his playing time went up and down, and he never really knew what his role was. And, you know, his senior year he had a great year, but it's just those kinds of stories. Um, Noah Hartsock, seeing him at the end of his senior year, basically playing on one leg but leading us back against Iona in that 25-point comeback and then having a great game in the conference tournament and or I guess before the the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. game. But but just you know those little stories that maybe the public doesn't always know about uh, or at least doesn't know initially but maybe finds out about later when we tell them. Um, but working with guys like that and seeing them, seeing the student-athletes grow and develop through their three, four, five years here at BYU – um, like I said, Jimmer, Jimmer's ride was amazing. Yeah, how I mean, crazy did your life get during that time? I, it was pretty crazy. Um, uh, during any basketball season, it's busy because um, we're, we're traveling, we're at the games all the time. But that year, it was it was constant. Seemed like almost every game after, especially after that Utah game when he hit that half court shot, it was you know a text or an email from ESPN or the Dan Patrick Show or just say, hey, can we get Jim around tomorrow? And he was on these national shows at least once a week, if not twice a week, sometimes more uh, than having Sports Illustrated come. And to do, they did a photo shoot with Jimmer, and I had to run to the airport because I, you know, I, I travel ahead of the team. And just it seems like every day there was something different. And so we had to manage Jimmer's time to make sure that he could 
have some semblance of a normal life, even though that was basically impossible. Uh, but just help, helping him manage his time, me manage my own time. Um, it, it was it was it was crazy, but it was it was just a ton of fun. Then getting to go to Houston after the season was over, we collected probably ten different trophies, mm-hmm. just going from one <laughs> one awards thing to another. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and Jimmer was couldn't have been greater, better to work with. He's a great guy, still is. Um, he's, he's it was a lot of fun. So it Brett, literally was like traveling with the Beatles. I mean, it was. <laughs> we're talking. It? I mean, it was just oh, yeah. out of control. I mean, every Greg, Greg you'd was there. Go to backdoor exits, secret. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even practices. The the managers would take him out the back, you know, and have a car waiting for him sometimes, yeah. so that he wouldn't have to go through the ticket lobby where fans would be waiting with ten jerseys and basketballs and things yeah. to have signed. So it was fun. Brett Pine over over twenty years basketball and football. What are some of the highlights for you? Well, you know. Just just talking about Jimmer. So my my last year doing basketball was Jimmer's freshman season, and I remember at the end of that year, I think it was the, the in fact our NCAA tournament game that we ended up losing to Texas A and M, and Jimmer really kind of you you could tell from that game he was going to be you know, the guy. He didn't start any of the games that year, um, but Ben Murdoch did ben Murdoch start every did. game ahead of him. Yeah. <laughs> he did, uh, and Ben Ben's a great guy. Um, the but that that it's it, it's fun to see the energy like he speaks of that you feel when you're involved in something is really fun. In fact, Kyle would have me during some of that Jimmer time. It's like okay, he's I got to go take care of this. Will you make sure Jimmer gets on Sports Center? You know, and because it's like we had this direct dial to Sports Center <laughs> after every game practically because he 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 just seemed to top whatever he did the time before. He just top it again, and it was just. It was a lot of fun. That that was fun to be part of, even even just as someone that was supporting and helping Kyle in that regard. But um, you know, looking back over the years, one of the one of the things that was really a fun, unique experience uh, was I went out with uh, Ziggy to the NFL draft and spent a week out there for with him as as he got ready for that experience, not knowing where he would be selected or how that would go. And this was a New York City draft. This wasn't was in New York yeah. City. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually the draft where they filmed Draft Day, the movie, too. Okay. Yeah. So there was a lot going on when Brett was out there. He's <laughs> they, in the movie, by the way. They me. He's not going to bring that up, so I'll, I will. <laughs> That's a true, true, two truths and a lie. He said I was in a movie with Kevin Costner, and they're like, yeah, right. <laughs> but um, in seriousness, it, it, was, it was a fun experience. Uh, uh, there was a videographer that went with us uh, from Football Lane, and, um, and then uh, our photographer at the university, uh, Jaron Wilkie, uh, Mark Philbrick, uh, recently retired, as you know, and he, you know, but Jaron went on that trip, and we we spent time out there doing a, a bunch of different things to promote what was going on with that draft. And uh, you know, I'm sitting there in the hall, Radio City, and thinking, okay, I'm getting ready, and lo and behold, number five, um, his name comes down, and and he was he was the story of that that round. I mean, we did. I I, I was still doing things with Ziggy after. Long after everyone else was done, like he was the fifth pick, and they got through everyone else, and we were still doing uh, things uh, with all the national media, everybody else. He had, and, and Ziggy uniquely had decided not to. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, you know, even if they have a semester of school left, will take that semester, try to work out, get ready for for the draft, pro day, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Ziggy wanted to stay, finish his degree, so he did his workouts while he was still finishing that last semester. And he graduated, and the graduation ceremony was actually the same um, days we were out there at uh, in New York. And so um, 
Ziggy didn't know we were doing this, but we grabbed a cap and gown. Well, we did a shoot with him here before, so we'd have some pictures. But then we took a cap and gown out with us, <laughs> and uh, we're in his hotel room do, doing yeah. a bunch of stories with you know different en- entities, and uh, and uh, we pull out the cap and gown at one point, and all of a sudden they were like, "Hey, that is a cool story." And so, <laughs> you know, because a lot of guys, you know, that's not necessarily part of their story about going, you know, to you know how how high you went in the draft. It's mm-hmm. more just about where you're going and and your career athletically, but. Um, you know, so that was a lot of fun, and, and just seeing seeing him and the energy you felt in that kind of experience it was kind of a unique thing that you don't always get to experience. Duff, what are a couple of highlights for you? Well, I, I'm almost 30 years in my career, you know, and I, when I, we talked about the golf business early on, I, I was fortunate to come out in a time where I actually spent three years working with Tiger Woods. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know, I, I look back on that, and it's just it's I, I could pinch myself. Did that really actually happen? Now, fair enough, he was a teenager. But it was an incredible experience. And then by the time I arrived here, um, I, I arrived here during the 96 Cotton Bowl season. And that was just an all-hands-on-deck thing um, that I got a – even though I was the publications and uh, you know graphic designer, you know they were pulling me in to do media relations stuff because I'd done a lot of it. And um, it was great. I, I'll never forget that time. Uh, I remember – at the end of that season, I came out of my office one day and just happened to walk out into the foyer when Lavelle Edwards was coming out of the football office. And he had his hands in his pocket with his head down, the typical Lavelle stroll. And he looked up at me just briefly and he said, hello, Duff. And I just – it just – I went, Lavelle knows my name? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and, it, you know, and I, I think back to my memories and I, there's a lot of Lavelle memories that I'll never forget. There were – I was fortunate enough to work with that man. And, um, excuse me, he's, he's just, everything everybody says about him is true. And I learned a lot from him, not for my profession as much as about being a husband and a father and being a good individual and how you treat other people. Um, he was a master at making everybody feel like they were really important. And I think a lot of it is because it was real genuine with him and, um, so when uh, the, he was given a special career award at the um, ESPN football award show in Orlando um, a few years ago, it's probably few, I say few, it's probably been 10 now, but it was after his career and I, I got the chance to go with him and Patty to that award show. And um, Tim Tebow had won the Heisman the year before and he was there and it was just a, it was crazy um, it, it, who was there. But just being able to spend a few days with patty and lavelle it's amazing how much i learned about you know just being a good person and i sat out on the boardwalk at espn having lunch with them outside the the little restaurant there and everybody stopped and said hi to him mm-hmm. and um i was shocked by that it was just amazing it was who's who of college football but in the, in the media world, in the world of college football to be like universally beloved yeah. is rare because yeah, no everybody question. crosses swords with somebody at some point but Lavelle was that that guy that everybody loved right yeah I, I never saw anybody that didn't like him yeah I never had a conversation with anybody where they asked me how's Lavelle doing where there wasn't just this you know sincere love for the man so I've I've as I look back, that's one of the things that pops out to me that I'm grateful that I had that experience and I'm grateful for what he and Patty taught me um, so you know I'm that's the first thing that, that stands out. Yeah, there's so many things. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite things, honestly, is the opportunity to work with these great student-athletes and see them grow over the time that they're here. And some of them aren't even the high-profile athletes, but they change their lives. Um, we had a football player that you know was here when I got here, and I wondered if he'd make it at BYU. 
And I saw him a few years later on the field, and he was walking towards me with a big grin on his face. I didn't recognize him at first. He was wearing a three-piece suit. He came up to me, and and then I realized who it was, and we had a, a great little reunion there. And I just thought, wow, he's been he got a degree from BYU, inner city kid, right? Went on to law school and had an incredible job working in the sports business in law. And it was just, it, it, I'm glad I had that early in my career because it made me remember, it made me realize we can make a difference in these young men and young women's lives that come to us very much with goals and dreams, but in athletics, but we can help them have a full experience while they're here at BYU. All right, to visiting with uh, Duff Tittle and Brett Pine and Kyle Chilton of the BYU Athletic Communications Department. We'll come back with uh, closing comments from each about uh, the modern media world and uh, the challenges and opportunities present as a result. This is Behind the Mic with Greg Grubel. We're behind the scenes with BYU Media Relations, BYU Athletic Communications. You're listening to Sirius XM 143, org, and the BYU Radio app. Our closing segment of Behind the Mic is coming up after this. Did you know that BYU has more than 80 alumni chapters worldwide? It's a way to connect with other alumni, help students in need, and help spread the influence of the Y all around the world. Most places have chapters where you live, and there are also chapters based on what your major was or even your profession. And chapters do great things, like helping provide financial aid for more than 400 BYU students this year. Find your chapter and get connected at alumni.byu.edu slash chapters. BYU alumni, connected for good. Welcome back to Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel. All right, the final segment of tonight's show, visiting with Duff Tittle, BYU's Associate AD for Athletic Communications, Brett Pine, BYU's Football Media Relations Director, Kyle Chilton, BYU's Basketball Media Relations Director. Question for each of you, uh, how has this job uh, changed the most from uh, when you first started in the biz? Duff, we'll start with you. Well, because I go way back, you know, when I started, there wasn't even email. So everything was done very much uh, with paper. And, you know, we were – it was different. We relied on the media, traditional media, newspaper, radio, television, to be able to communicate our message out to the public. Now we have so many ways internally here at BYU to be able to do that thing and communicate messages. And I think my favorite thing about the job now is all of the stuff that we're doing with BYU Broadcasting and the relationship that we have with them. It's very it's very exciting. The Cougar fan base, Cougar Nation just wants information about BYU. And to have all these ways of delivering that information, BYU television, BYU radio, the apps, these various programs that we're putting out, coaches show and this show, and that's what I love most. And that's what I'm excited the most about is the technology of the future and the way that we're able to deliver information is just the sky's the limit for us, maybe better than any other school in the country. Kyle, a thought about where we are right now? Uh, I would say social media has changed quite a bit. Um, it, it gives us another way to communicate, but it also gives a way for fans uh, to connect with the athletes and the coaches, which I think is it's not always great, but it, most of the time it is, and I think it's a great thing. It, it, it allows athletes to show their personality and who they are in a, in a, in a way that was never possible before. But I think ultimately the one thing that hasn't changed is that this it's really about relationships. It's about the relationship that we have with, with our teams, but then also with the media and helping them do their job so that they can 
you know, tell the story um, the way that they want to and, and need to. So it's about, you know, us cultivating those relationships. And it's changed maybe how we do it a little bit because of the technology and because of the social media. But ultimately, that's what it's about. And these guys do a great job of helping the media and working with the media day in and day out, setting up countless interviews. Anytime you hear an interview or you see an interview or you read an interview the, with one of our athletes or coaches or administration, it was set up by the office. And I know these guys spend just hours and hours just chasing people down and hooking people up and making sure interviews happen and that people show up where they're supposed to be. And it's, it's, it's quite the operation when you get to see it where I see it from. So, Brett, is it, it more, is it more challenges or more opportunities these days, do you think? Oh, well, there's a little bit of both. Um, you know, like Kyle said, uh, with the new technologies today, there's, you know, it's a, it's a different world um, in terms of information. There's a lot of information out there. That there's not always, you know, knowing is that good information or not, you know, but there's a lot of information. And I think that that allows us the opportunity to try to, uh, to provide information that is, that is, uh, in, has integrity that people can count on that know it's official. And, you know, so there's a lot of, a lot of things that way that you work with. And so there, there's definitely a ton of opportunities. We, we have social media area that we, you know, we try to do a lot with. Uh, I mean, there's, and Duff mentioned the broadcasting, you know, I mean, like right now I'm, working on with broadcasting, getting ready for our signing day coming up uh, in football on February 7th. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different things. Uh, the media day that we do in the summer that I organize and work with BYU Broadcasting and our staff as we put together that day and all the things that go on. I mean, there are a lot of opportunities that are available to, to us here, um, whether it's the broadcast facilities um, such as your studio here, Greg, and your show and everything that goes on. Um, um, Obviously, working with the media and and also um, working with fans and working with uh, whether it's through the website or social media. But, uh, you know, we definitely want people to uh, have an opportunity to feel a connection and to follow their teams here at BYU. I think you'd all agree, too, that uh, BYU is pretty uniquely positioned uh, with, with the resources and assets here on the campus to put the word out. Yeah, and then our relationship with ESPN and KSL. I mean, you can't find two finer media organizations to work with. And to have the respect that we have back and forth with those organizations is just special. Well, this has been a special night. Uh, guys, thanks for coming in, all of you. Uh, Duff Tittle, Brett Pine, and Kyle Shilton. Again, uh, three very visible faces, uh, not the only ones at work. It's a big team you guys have. We do. And, and you represent them. You represent the entire team here tonight. But thanks for coming in and spending time with our audience and letting us know a little bit about what you do, how it's done, and if anybody's out there that wants to do what you do, how to get involved. So... Duff, thanks to you. Kyle, Brett, appreciate you having in. This has been the Behind the Mic with Greg Grubel. And uh, next week, among our guests on the show, Chase Fisher, former BYU basketball three-point specialist, joining us from out there in West Virginia. Chase will be among our guests on next week's show. Wednesdays at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. You can hear us on Sirius XM 143, BYURadio.org, and the BYU Radio app. This is Behind the Mic with Greg Grubel. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll talk to you next Wednesday here on BYU Radio.